the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy I don't know what has happened. I don't. What's going on? Here we are in the studio. Yeah. For those of you listening on the radio, let me translate. For those of you watching us live on Facebook now, you will know what I mean. My co-host is wearing a tie. Oh, yeah. I got a tie. Now, it's not like I've never seen you in a tie before, but I can promise you... Never have I seen you in a tie in the studio. <laughs> for appearances, no. for you know events we're doing, yes. Sure, but for day to day work, what? It's a tie. You know what? Now that we're streaming, it kind of feels like every day company's coming. So if company's coming, you can be sure I'm putting on a tie. Oh yeah, John Hall's fashion rules. Let's wear a tie because company's coming. Oh, if you want to see what in the world I'm talking about, look on Facebook, 101.5 Word FM, or The Ride Home with John and Kathy. You can watch all of this glory unfold. Uh, yes. Well, ideally, though, we are a radio show, first and foremost, are we exactly. not? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yes, we are. Okay. So uh, I went to Panera uh, just the other day, got myself uh, my Greek salad, which is sort of like my go-to. It's a delicious option. It is. Just the regular, mm-hmm. the traditional Greek salad. You pay... And then all of a sudden that screen pops up and I'm asked to tip the person who's taken my order. Now, how long has this person helped you? About 13 seconds, mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. in that order. Mm-hmm. But then I have to, like, I have never done this. Like, so I'm more than happy to tip a good waiter, right? Someone who's really engaged, who's like really serving, helping me, all that. Sure. Happy to, you know, I love good service. But someone who's just hanging out and doing a little thing for me, mm-hmm. just moving it along, why do I have to tip you? <laughs> just moving it along. Just moving it along. That's, Mike, that's what he thinks you and I are doing. No. We're just moving it along. <laughs> no. We're just moving it along. No, if I could, I would tip you. No, I agree. No. I agree. That, and, and here's the question. Is the tip shared amongst the person who's taking my order and the people who are making the food? Or is it just for the person who's taking the order? Or does corporate take the tip? Is it a profit margin for corporate that they share share with the employee? And what what am I tipping on? Am I tipping on really excellent like face to face contact, good interaction between the staff behind the counter? Like, I don't what know. are the? I know that if I'm in a restaurant and they're bringing me food, I know what I'm tipping on. Yeah. Like, is this waitress or waiter attentive? Are they bringing me the right food? Are they filling up my iced tea? Or you know what I mean? All those sure, sorts sure. of things. Are they pleasant? Is it a joy to be there? How am I supposed to grade the person right. who's taking my? Or I'm like going to go to get go and I'm getting like you know a Reese's peanut butter cup and I get a tip. I'm charging more for the tip than I am for my peanut butter I don't understand cup. it. So it's a new thing, right? It's been around for a couple of years, I guess. But maybe a couple of years. I feel like it's, I feel like it's newer than that. Maybe because it bothers me so much. Have you ever done it? Never. But every time I feel guilty. Me too. 
So this is what I did today. I was in another establishment. I'll tell you where I was. I was in Cafe Raymond in the Strip. Yeah. And it's a lovely place right there on Penn Avenue. And the reason that I'm bringing up their uh, their establishment name is that I was happy to pay $9 for a salad, Niswa salad, which you and I both love. Oh, that's very nice. I got mine today, and then I walked across the street to another establishment and promptly left the salad I had just purchased in that establishment and then drove away. Oh, and you know that salad's going to go in the trash. Because no one's going to want to eat it because they're going to think it's filled with the coronavirus. Exactly, right, or something. It's really something. stupid. That's a shame. Anyway, I was also prompted in several strip district establishments whether I wanted to tip them. A tip. I thought, and so it comes up. I say no, but then I kind of want to hide it with my left hand. Like you're ashamed of when yourself? When I'm hitting the thing because I don't want them to see that I'm clicking Okay, so then I wonder, though, where does the genesis of this come from? For those in this, and it's not, I mean, it is the service industry, but it's not really a true service industry because this it's like, what, point of sale, right? Mm-hmm. It's a point of sale industry, not someone in the true service. So whose well, idea was this? Well, maybe somebody thought, well, if we were a restaurant where we brought people food, they would tip us. And look at how hard we're working back here behind the counter Perhaps we should get in on that train. I don't get it. Uh, you know, okay, do you feel like the screen is too pushy? That's the question. Yes. And I just, I'm not going to try to hide it. I'm okay, just, so you've never done it either. No, and I just hit no, and I'm just going to pay my bill. That's all. Wouldn't you love to see data on whether it's working? Yes. I'd like to see those figures of who's, first of all, who gets the tip, Right. who's tipping, and what's the average tip? And how many people, like say out of 100 people, what percentage of people are, are doing that tip? You know what showed up on one of my screens today? Hmm. You get to pick your tip. 20, 30, 40, 50. 50%. Uh, now, I th- the fact that we started with 20 was a little upsetting. But I, the fact that we've gone up to 50? What? 50. What is this? I don't know. Okay, it's something new. I don't like it at all. Maybe it'll change. Just, it just bothers me. I think it's a bad idea. I, I think don't it's think Bernie it's, Sanders. I don't think... Could be socialism. Do you right? think that's what it is? Could be. Elizabeth Warren's out. How about that? Mm-hmm. Are you surprised? Not at all. I am surprised. Really? I thought she was going to stay in it till the convention because we talked yesterday oh, about right. if there was a brokered convention, she was going to swoop yeah. in from the side and she was going to be the nominee. She's done. So what uh, surprised Maybe she still me, could. she's not going to throw her endorsement to anyone. Not at this point. Because she's still hoping, I bet, that she can swoop Swing in. Swing in her way. I'll be curious. How about Chuck Schumer? Whoa. How about Chuck Schumer Chuck on Schumer, the steps? Yeah, decided to like let it all out against the Supreme Court last night. That was a bad idea. That's a low point. Yeah, and I'm glad he got called out by Chief Justice Roberts. Oh, me too. Yeah, you know why? Because Chief Justice Roberts has decided that he's the one adult in the room. He is. I mean, during the entire impeachment hearings, he was the one adult in that room. I was so glad. Right. Speaking of the one adult in the room, hmm. I think it's time for Bill Glaze. Bill Glaze. Mm-hmm. He's up next. Oh, yeah. Okay, we'll take a break. Uh, Bill is going to talk about the will of God. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let me just... I wish Bill was going to be in this chair right here. Me too. We're going to be talking to him on the phone, but I wish he was sitting right here. Uh, when he comes on, I want him to know that I've reserved this chair and I'm pointing, it, I'm pointing to it here on video, just imagining him bodily residing there. So if we're on camera, then by all accounts, Bill Glaze should Bill be on Glaze camera. Bill Glaze for sure well. ought to be. Okay. Let me just reach over here. <laughs> Not that that's awkward or anything. <laughs> That's it, the button. But it looks good in the tie. Oh, it looks great. It looks better in the tie. Everything looks... Listen, we're having cheese doodles. Company's coming. Oh, this camera. <laughs> Stay with us. <laughs> 101.5 WORD. 
The mysterious robbery at Holstein's bookstore spins out of control on the next Adventure in Odyssey. To everyone's surprise, Jenny, despite her blindness, is helping track down the thieves. But just as police are about to put everything together, an unexpected twist throws everything out of whack. Can Detective Ethan and Eugene put the puzzle back together? Find out next time on Adventures in Odyssey. Tonight at 8 on 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. Impact Mortgage Corp. DBA Cash Call Mortgage. NMLS ID 128231. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in all states, including New York. Offer not available in Washington. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. You see it on TV every day. Global turmoil. But these international events help keep interest rates low and may even drive them lower. In response, we at Cash Call Mortgage have lowered our interest rates for the new year. And that's great news for homeowners. If you have a current rate above 2.99%, call us to see how much you can save. If you qualify, we'll even pay your closing costs. And we can close your refi in as fast as 20 days with no upfront deposit. With our low interest rates and no closing costs if you qualify, there's never been a better time to lock in a low rate before it's gone. For a free quote, go to CashCallMortgage.com or call 800-990-6947. That's 800-990-6947. 800-990-6947. Founded in 1794, Pittsburgh Theological Seminary prepares students for ministry in the way of Jesus. Rooted in the Reformed tradition and in relationship with Christ followers from other traditions, Pittsburgh Theological Seminary forms and equips people for ministries familiar and yet to unfold, communities present and yet to be gathered. The seminary offers Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, and Doctor of Ministry degrees, plus certificates. Financial assistance is available for full and half-time students who qualify. Learn more at pts.edu. For your next client meeting, instead of worrying about where to get lunch, why not relax and get down to business? The Cooked Goose Catering Company provides truly delicious value to satisfy hungry clients and colleagues alike, like their bestseller, roast beef and stuffed chicken breast with mashed or roasted potatoes and green beans, just $10.95 a person. Visit CookedGooseCatering.com slash word and get to work. The Cooked Goose Catering Company, just good food. Liberty Mutually. Insurance Company presents and Doug Lemu. When we're not telling people that Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance so you only pay for what you need, I've actually been moonlighting as a DJ. Check it. Here's the good part. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Pastor Bill Glaze is with us. Pastor Glaze is from Bethany Baptist Church. He's also the host of Anchored in Jesus, heard Monday through Friday, um, 7 o'clock here on On 101.5 Word Word FM. Hey, Pastor Glaze, how you doing, friend? Uh, It's it's good. Good to be with you. Last time I was on, uh, Kathy was uh, globetrotting, so it's good to... uh, I've returned. uh, Oh, okay. I came back from Indonesia with some beautiful, beautiful food. I met absolutely lovely people, and uh, I had Indonesia's revenge. That's what I'm calling it, yeah, Bill. Uh, brought to you by Pepto-Bismol. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, okay. Bill, Bill, did you know that we're video streaming and that there's a seat that's reserved for you in the studio, which you're not currently in? Uh, well, you know what? I'm going to have to, uh, in, the, in the future, make sure I do something about mm-hmm. that. But, you know, 
as I've been told, I have an excellent face for radio. Yeah, so well, we were told that, too, and look what happened. Join the club here, Bill. Okay, it's kind of rough. Okay, Bill, today you wanted to talk about, this is, I love this, because you, you hear this all the time. Well, it's the will of God. The will of right. God. What exactly, Bill, what does that mean, the will of God? Yeah, you know, if you look at the word uh, will, it means, you know, something that somebody desires or something that uh, a person determines that must be done. When we look at the will of God, you know, we're answering the question, you know, what does God purpose? You know, what is God's purpose for something? Or what does God want to have done? You know, and, and as we look at the, the uh, will of God, you know, and I don't want to get too heavy because, you know, these, you know, we can get into some deep teachings, yeah. but uh, there are actually four dimensions of God's will. Uh, the first dimension is his ultimate will, and that is, you know, he does whatever he wants to do. Right. God is sovereign. And, you know, once he determines that he's going to do something that that no one can you know, uh, stand in his way or interrupt his will. Then then there's the second one, which is his redemptive will. And that is seen in salvation in the fact that, you know, God provides salvation for those that uh, he knows that will come to him. So there's his redemptive will. And then we see there's the perceptive will of God. And that's when we read his word. You know, so if we read in the Word, you know, thou shalt not steal, then we know that it's God's will that, that people don't steal. You know, if we read thou shalt not commit adultery, you know, that's the will of God, that yeah. we don't commit adultery. And then there's the, the fourth will, which is probably the one that we're most interested in, and that is the individual will of God. You know, where God leads me, you know, to what college I'm supposed to go to, who I'm supposed to marry, you know, what house I'm supposed to have what job I'm supposed to have. So, and, and that's probably the one that, that all of us are most concerned about. Not that we don't care about God's sovereignty or his redemptive will or, you know, his will that's revealed in his word, but most of us want to know, you know, what does God want for my life? Right. So what is that, how, how does that help us? When, when you break it down in those, in those four sections, uh, his ultimate will, his redemptive will, what was the third one? His perceptive will, and that, that's the will found in his word, you know, as he reveals his will in his word. And then the individual will. How does that change how we interact with him? Well, I, you know, to me, uh, that, that we look at, you know, things that are going to happen, and when we look at his ultimate will, and we realize that, you know, that God is going to do what he wants to do. And, you know, for me, it's, it's best that I just, you know, line up with that, you know, with his redemptive will. You know, I mean, uh, with his ultimate will, uh, you know, when we look at the Bible, we see people like Nebuchadnezzar, you know, who, you know, tried to proclaim, you know, his power and, and lift up his self as a god. And, and, and God just humbled him and made him go eat grass, you know, in the in the field for seven years. And so when we look at that, you know, God was going to have his will. You know, he was going to have his ultimate will. So it would have been best, and I know Nebuchadnezzar was like a heathen, you know, king, but it would have been best if he just lined up with God's will because, you know, he actually found himself fighting against God. And, you know, I, I don't think that that's, want to be, that's a place that we want to be in, you know, uh, having God opposed to us. So, Bill, how do we know God's will? How do we discern that? Well, you know, you know there, there's a couple of things that uh, when we look at the perceptive will of God in his word, okay, so first of all, uh, let me say there are four things that we definitely know about God's will. First of all, we know that God wants us to be saved. Second Peter 3.9, God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. 
So that's that's God's will. Uh, secondly, God, His will is that we be spirit filled. In Ephesians, it says, "Be not drunk with wine, which is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, because this is the will of God." So God wants us to be saved. He wants us to be uh, spirit filled. He wants us to be sanctified, you know, in 1 Thessalonians 4, 3. This is the will of God, Mm -hmm. even our sanctification, and then he wants us to be giving thanks in 1 Thessalonians 5, 18. So, so John, my point is, is that if if we are not, you know, lining up with God's, you know, known will in those areas, you know, I think it's very difficult for us to seek, you know, further to know his will. You know, for instance, if you're not saved, you know, it's God's will that you be saved. And if you're not saved, then you, how can you? How, how can God get you to fulfill the rest of His will? Right. So you know, you know, th- these are some key things. You know, if if we're not, you know, sanctified, if we're not living a life that's pleasing to God, then how can God get us to to the rest of His will? So you know, I I say that in those four areas where we know absolutely what God's will is. You know that that those are things that we ought to be doing. Now, as as we line up with those four things that we know, then you know we it's, it's a matter of seeking God's will. And as we seek the will of God, you know, uh, th- there's a couple uh, uh, words of advice that I would give here. Uh, you know, first of all, you have to seek Him with your whole heart. You know, Jeremiah 29:11. You know, uh, Jeremiah talked about you know I know the plans that I have for you. You know, and and where God wants to bring us. And then He says. When you seek me with your whole heart, then you will find, you know, my plan. So I think, you know, it's a matter of, you know, uh, determining in our heart that we're going to seek God, and we're going to seek his face, we're going to seek his will. Uh, And, you know, again, once we line up with those other four things, then we move into this arena where we, you know, we seek him wholeheartedly. And then the other thing that I would say is that, you know, get around some godly people. You know, don't don't go down to the local bar and get advice from a, a... you know, an unsaved bartender, you know, uh, you know, get around, you know, the people of God who have the Spirit of God and the Word of God and, and talk to them, you know, as you seek God's will for your life. And then, you know, another thing that I would say is, is, is to have the peace of God, right? If, if I'm uh, doing something that's in the will of God, then God is going to give me his peace. You know, if I'm not doing something that's in the will of God, then he's not going to give me his peace. You know, I, I, I had the opportunity to try out for the uh, Dallas Cowboys and the Denver Broncos. And, you know, it was my goal to, you know, play professional football. And, and I remember uh, when I flew into Dallas for my tryout, I, I had a, uh, I was, uh, uh, my pants, they ripped from the seam all the way down, and they lost my luggage. And, you know, I'm standing in, in Dallas-Fort Worth Airport, wow, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm asking myself, okay, oh, God, God, you know, what, what, what are you trying to tell me? And, and so, you know, I look at that, and, 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 and it wasn't God's will for me to go to the NFL. And, you know, and I think that that was kind of like, you know, a sign that, that God was showing me that. And so, you know, I didn't have that peace in my spirit. Right. Wow, that's rough. Now, I think that we can say for sure that it was never God's will for you to have anything to do with the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> I think we all can agree. Everybody in the listening audience can agree on that. Uh, Okay, Bill, but that's one of those moments when you're looking for your future. That's like the individual will, right? The number four one you talked about. What I think is interesting is a lot of our angst in life has to do with trying to figure out that last one. What does God, you know, like you said, who does God want us to marry? What house should I live in? What job should I have? But most of the things about our life, we all, God's already told us what he wants us to do. And we don't spend any time thinking about them. Right, right. 
and, and, and you know, and, and that's sad when we don't, you know, take the it time sad, to think yeah. about. Yeah, I mean, because, he, you know, right? Because we, we know how we're supposed to, you know, interact with one another. We know we're supposed to care for the poor. Right. We know we're supposed to love our enemies. But you know, it's it's sort of like what you just described, Bill. Is that knowing the will of God essentially is a roadmap for our life? And if we choose right. to ignore that, of course, we're going to get lost along the way. Right, and, and you know, as you think about, you know, and Kathy, you know, speaking to your point, the the things that we know to do, and when we don't do them. You know, I think that that's where we shut off that that light that God gives mm-hmm. us to 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 move deeper into His will. You know, I, I remember I heard somebody uh, say, "Light accepted brings mo- forth more light, and light rejected brings forth night." And if we, you know, reject the light that God has given us, you know, like you said, caring for you know our neighbors and you know just uh, loving your know, husbands, loving their wives, and wives, you know, loving their husbands. You know, if if, if we are missing it there then, you know, there's a serious, I believe, blockage that leads us to a deeper revelation of what God wants us to do. That's good. So, Bill, give us an example. I mean, I love this idea of discerning the will of God in your life. You use this, obviously. You have used this in your own life, have you not? Right, right. And, and you know, as, as I look at, uh, to me, you know, one of the, the main things is, is that peace of God. Uh, that as I try to discern the will of God, if if I don't have a, a peace about it, then, you know, in, in uh, Philippians 4, uh, chapter uh, uh, 6, it says, let the peace of God rule in your heart. And, and if God's peace is ruling in my heart in something particular in relation to his will, then I know that it's okay. I mean, there may be some other things I want to check, too. But, you know, I, I have the general green light to go ahead and proceed. But if there's something that's in my spirit... That, that that's disturbing, you know, my peace, then, you know, I need to stop at that point right. and begin to, you know, examine and look at, well, mm-hmm. you know, do I need to move further on this? But if I if I have that peace, you know, I, I can proceed with caution and, and know that, you know, if God wants me to continue on that path, that he's going to continue to open doors. That's wonderful. Pastor William Glaze is with us. Bethany Baptist Church, Anchored in Jesus, is a Bill's program heard 7 o'clock Monday through Friday here on 101.5 Word FM. So, Bill, uh, we're, we're entering the Lenten season. Talk to us about Bethany and uh, what are your plans as you move forward? Well, we have, we have a couple things uh, going on. We always have, uh, you know... And I've gotten to the point, I don't call it Easter service anymore, I call it resurrection. Yes. So we, 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 we have resurrection service on that Sunday. Uh, we have uh, Monday, Thursday, which I've changed to Passover, you know, where we celebrate Jesus' Last Supper, you know, and, and things that went on that night. And then the week before that, we're doing a walk through the Bible event. We're walking through the New Testament, you know, to try to, you know, lead into that, that Passion Week and, and just get people, you know, oriented with, and we're doing the New Testament, so, you know, just getting people oriented with the overall flow of the New Testament, and then, you know, as we flow into, you know, the, the events of the last week of the life of Christ. Wonderful. Well, Bill, always a pleasure to have you with us. Thank you so much for your ministry. There's an empty chair here waiting for you. There is. So okay. uh, maybe okay. next month you come and sit down and uh, we can see your face as well as everybody else's. All right. Uh, John, you're still working on that beard because I'm still working on mine. <laughs> no, mine's gone. He gave up. I gave up, Bill. He gave, John, you gave it up. I shut it. Uh, I shut it down. No, yeah. Because uh, okay. I thought I was All on right. camera. You know, I thought, oh, I better you know, clean up my act. Okay. All right. You know what it was? Van- vanity took over, Bill. It did. Sorry, it was Bill. was sad. <laughs> okay, I look forward to seeing you guys. Then. Thanks, Bill. Always Thank a pleasure. You, Bill. Love you. That's Bill Glaze, uh, Bethany Baptist Church, Homewood, PA.
Stay with us. Next, we're going to talk about uh, plans right here in the city of Pittsburgh. It's a weekend pothole blitz. Oh, very nice. Don't wear a tie to that. No, no. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. In the Bible, Jesus says when we care for the least of these, it's like we're caring for him. But who are the least of these? They're moms like Myrna Yolinda from Guatemala, where more than half the people live in extreme poverty. What have the children eaten today? Only tomatoes with uh, tortilla. Right now, they are hungry. They want food, and we don't have money enough to get to that whole week. When you partner with Food for the Poor, you bring food, water, hope, and love. You answer the desperate prayers of moms and children. Just $27 a month for the next 12 months feeds a family of four food for a year and water for life through Food for the Poor. Would you make a life-saving gift right now? From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say give. Dial pound 250 and say give. Or give online at wordfm.com. From the creators of I Can Only Imagine and Mercy Me's Bart Miller. Now we have an artist who's had 32 number one singles. Let's welcome Jeremy Camp. On March 13th. They're getting married. I'm supposed to be with her. I can't explain it. I just know that. Based on the inspiring true story. You chose to walk into the fire with her. That's what love is. I Still Believe. Starring K.J. Appa, Rick Robertson, Shania Twain, and Gary Sinise. Rated PG, parental guidance suggested. In theaters March 13th. Go to IStillBelieveMovie.com. If you could do one thing that changed you forever, would you? How about something exciting and extraordinary? A bucket list item with years of memories packed into 10 days. Make 2020 a year you'll never forget. And join me, Sebastian Gulka, and my friend Mike Lindell on the Stand with Israel tour this December 2nd to 11th, journeying through one of the most politically and spiritually significant places in the world. And you'll see over 40 iconic sites straight from history. For details, visit sebgorka.com and click on the Israel banner. You invest in things that are important to you. Whether it's your home, your car, or your mattress, you want to know that you are getting the best product at a fair price that will meet or exceed your needs. At the Original Mattress Factory, our factory direct model and knowledgeable sales staff are here to help. We'll walk you through the process and ensure that you get a high-quality product at a price that works for you. Visit OriginalMattress.com or a store near you to see the OMF difference for yourself. Make mealtime easy and delicious with Bob Evans' side dishes like mashed potatoes and mac and cheese. They're made with real milk, butter, cheese, and potatoes and are ready in the microwave in six minutes. Try Bob Evans' sides from your grocery store. It'll be love at first bite. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com, in the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Tonight, increasing clouds with a rain or snow shower in spots late with a low 33. Tomorrow, cooler with a couple of rain or snow showers, breezy in the afternoon with a high 40. Tomorrow night, breezy in the evening, otherwise mostly cloudy with a low 26. Saturday, mostly sunny with a high 42. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. You know, this incredibly mild winter we have. It's a dream. It is a dream. I love it. It's it's paying even more dividends, which is the absence 
of those incredible potholes which tend to spring up this time of year. You go through that, you know, freeze-thaw, freeze-thaw all winter long, and then these gigantic – it's like a morass. You fall into this thing. However, not that many. I've not really hit a lot of potholes. Have you? No. It hasn't been that bad because we haven't used much salt. Yeah. Okay. So the good news is the city of Pittsburgh is having a pothole weekend. So if you have a particularly uh, egregious or favorite pothole, let the city of Pittsburgh know because they'll be out from 6A to 6P Saturday and Sunday to fill potholes throughout the city. Something called a cold patch. Right? They're not going to heat up large swaths of asphalt. It's just kind of like grab and go. Pothole there, pothole there, pothole there. Uh, Tim McNulty, who is a spokesperson for Mayor Peduto, said you can reach the city hotline, which I don't have that number, but um, looks to be so, a night. So, like, New Mike doesn't like what's on his street. And well, so he can call the hotline and say, hey. I don't think people. Mike lives in the city. Oh, no, you're right. It's Mike for the city, the city of Pittsburgh only. Oh, so I mean, it doesn't you, know, you can't not. know. If you're, like, in some borough somewhere or, you know. Some borough somewhere. No, yeah. makes it sound like you live like way out. I mean, you know, you're in some borough somewhere. You know, if you're like living in Zelianopol, you can't call the no. mayor and say fill a pothole up, will you? City of Pittsburgh only. You live. In I the got city. excited for a minute. No, I did live in the city. For I a did long, too for a long time. Very long time. Mm-hmm. So you know full well what I'm speaking of. Yeah, I really do. I remember when I first came back from the city. I was away for about a decade. I bought a car. I was super excited. It's like my first like nice car, and I was driving on. Um, uh, what's the boulevard uh, from from Bloomfield into the city? What is that? Uh, Bigelow. Bigelow. Bigelow Boulevard. Yeah. I hit a pothole. I mean, my teeth rattled. My car, like, shook. I hurt the front end of my car by hitting this pothole. I had to go to a garage and have, you know, things. It was I bent the frame. I, hit, I hurt this thing so bad. And you thought, isn't welcome, it nice to be back? Welcome to the city of Pittsburgh. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, yeah. I wonder, you know, one more thing. So because of the mild winter, I believe that the the salt, all that salt that was not used may be problematic for, for the city and for the state. Because it's just sitting there and now it's going to, it's going to be in those huts and it's going to be very, very hot. Right. And it might just coalesce. You ever like have salt that like if coalesces? If that is the biggest problem we have, uh, then bring it on. Yeah, I guess so. That's yeah, You would I think say. there'd be like a little budget surplus because they've not worked overtime, you know, plowing streets, all that stuff. Maybe you should go work for the city. No, no. You seem to have a lot of, you know. Insight. Exactly. And right. analysis of how it all goes together. I told you this a little earlier. When I first came back from the city, uh, from the uh, from New York, I uh, had a, um, <laughs> a bi-monthly show on the city channel. Right. Called City Life. Right. The city channel was. was Still there. Is it? Well, I think so. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so bi-monthly, I would go in and read the news. You know. and, and how was that? It was fine. Okay. It was a paycheck. It was okay. good. I liked it. <laughs> Any job that brings in a paycheck, it's a paycheck. It's, it's, just, it's a steady gig. I was happy to have it. Yeah. What do we do when our heroes really screw up? <sighs> that seems to be a constant. I don't know. It? It's ha- I, over this, the last four or five years, it's just been one fall from grace. Oh, a mighty from fall. One guy after another. And you think it's just the hashtag Me Too movement, but it's not no. because it's been a pastor. It's been a major church leader. It's been a major denominational leader. It seems like in nearly every denomination we have in America. Right. Well, this last one. It hurts. It's a lot. This last one was really rough. We're going to talk about Jean Vanier, who was an international hero to millions of Christians. Um, we're going to talk about what happens when we look back at his life and find out it wasn't all perfect. What do we do next? 
101.5 WORD. As a baby in the womb, at about 30 weeks, Melissa Oden survived a saline abortion. On the next Focus on the Family, she shares about finding and building relationships with her mother and other family members and the power of love and forgiveness. It's an incredible story of God's grace on the next episode of Focus on the Family with Jim Daly. Tonight at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. The team at MyPillow is grateful for you. So grateful, they have an amazing offer. Buy one, get one on their incredible sheet sets. Mike Lindell has come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. He finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create the ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. His new Giza Dreams bed sheets are made with this long staple cotton, and he guarantees they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. The first night you sleep on my sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. The Giza Dream Sheets are available in a variety of colors, and like all of Mike's products, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Right now, you can buy one, get one free by calling 800-391-0954 and use promo code WORD. For a limited time, you can buy one, get one free. Call 800-391-0954 or go to MyPillow.com, but make sure to use the promo code WORD. See today's best faith-based and family-friendly movies all free of charge. March 13th through 15th, Word FM welcomes the Projecting Hope Film Festival to the Cinemark 18 at Pittsburgh Mills Mall. Presented by the Speakman Financial Group. See the best faith-focused films of 2019, plus the highly anticipated 2020 release, I Still Believe, the Jeremy Camp Story, plus exclusive advanced screenings of Selfie Dad starring Michael Jr. Visit ProjectingHopePGH.com for showtimes. Founded in 1794, Pittsburgh Theological Seminary prepares students for ministry in the way of Jesus. Rooted in the Reformed tradition and in relationship with Christ followers from other traditions, Pittsburgh Theological Seminary forms and equips people for ministries familiar and yet to unfold, communities present and yet to be gathered. The seminary offers Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, and Doctor of Ministry degrees, plus certificates. Financial assistance is available for full and half-time students who qualify. Learn more at pts.edu. See today's best faith-based and family-friendly movies all free of charge. March 13th through 15th, Word FM welcomes the Projecting Hope Film Festival to the Cinemark 18 at Pittsburgh Mills Mall. Presented by the Speakman Financial Group. See the best faith-focused films of 2019, plus the highly anticipated 2020 release, I Still Believe, the Jeremy Camp Story, plus exclusive advanced screenings of Selfie Dad starring Michael Jr. Visit ProjectingHopePGH.com for showtimes. Sponsored by J and waterproofing you got heroes we all have heroes i mean spiritual heroes spiritual heroes people look up and you think that man that woman is so holy Mm -hmm. there is something that's so beautiful about and i like i want to be that way and not just they're holy but i also have affection for them sure you know i just i love how that person talks or i love that the way that they write and i they're writing just, right they're yeah, quotes they're just, so intellectually deep at mm-hmm. the same time there's all this fervor about them as yep. well so I, I would write things down right oh i'm going well you've got a quote book yeah i have a giant quote book cuz this is one of my quote books yeah. it just goes on and on jean vanier was one of those people eminently quotable 
um, in so many ways lived such a beautiful life. He was the founder of La Arche uh, International. It's a community of people with special needs and people who don't have special needs living together. Um, for many years, I was fascinated with Jean Vanier. My husband's been a special needs teacher for his whole career. And so both of us have just been really inspired by him, inspired by his vision, not just of working with people with special needs, but having people live together with all sorts of different needs in a community understanding with Jesus at the center. I mean, there were just there was so much about him that was countercultural. Um, and when he passed away, we reminisced so wonderfully about him and at yeah. length. And you know, he's the winner of the Templeton Prize. So he was noticed and um, lauded by people inside the church and outside the church. And so when I read last week that he had been credibly accused of multiple instances of sexual abuse and manipulation, I thought, well, this is it. I just, I'm done. Another I, one. I just. And another know. one. So with that, Marlena Graves, uh, who has been our show, been on our show in the past, she wrote a wonderful piece at Christianity Today. Don't let Jean Vanet or other heroes off the hook. Marlena Graves is the author of The Way Up Is Down: Finding Yourself by Forgetting Yourself in a Beautiful Disaster, Finding Hope in the Midst of Brokenness, among other titles. And uh, Marlena, welcome to the show. Always happy to have you with us here. Thank you. I'm always very happy to be on with you both. Marlena, I wish we were talking about something different than this, because I know you, like me, when you read the news um, of Jean Vanier, you, I mean, well, I shouldn't presuppose. Tell us, how did you feel? No, I, you're exactly right. I, I'm devastated, devastated, um, because I didn't know, Kathy, about your you and your husband, um, but he's someone I looked up to as a model of how to live like Jesus in the world right now. And to see that it is very possible to live like Jesus in a world that's full of violence. And um, to be gentle and loving and to see people truly the way that God sees us. Yes. So, Marlena, take a minute or so and, and talk about Jean Varnet, about the man that you thought you knew. Because he did. He had a worldwide ministry, and many people, yourself, Kathy, Kathy's husband, were, were lovingly engaged in that ministry. So there was some power there in the work that he did. Yeah, I mean, what one of the most important things is, uh, you know, the large communities that he helped found was um, for intellectually and physically disabled people. He and La Arche, and La Arche still does. I want to be clear about that. Um, but uh, giving people dignity, because when he started it, you know, they used to have people. I think they called them, you know, in asylums and hospitals, and the conditions that they were in in France were ter- terrible. Uh, you know, and they um, treated people with disabilities and mental illness and physical disabilities. They just um, pretty much just locked them up and let them fend for themselves. They didn't have the dignity of, um, you know, they have skills. They have something to offer us in the world. It's not just one way. Those with intellectual or different kind of disabilities, um, even if they can't communicate in the same way that we might be able to do, they are made in the image of God. They have something to teach us, and we can learn from them. And that really resonated with me and other people throughout the world, and someone that um, a lot of people also appreciate as Henry Nouwen, the Catholic priest Henry Nouwen, who ended up leaving Harvard and 
all his academic posts, you know, he had been at Notre Dame, he had been at Yale, and he left Harvard to go work as the uh, basically the chaplain to the L'Arche community in Toronto because he found uh, Vanier and L'Arche's vision so compelling. So when the news came that he had been credibly accused, this is not just a couple things, you know, some people who were whining, you know, going on social media and blabbing. These these are credible accusations, um, and we have to reckon with them, and we have to reckon with the fact that someone can be both things. Right. They can be a person who has produced incredible beauty and wonderful Christ-like ideas while at the same time really injuring people on an interpersonal basis. How do you reconcile that in your head, Marlena? Well, I mean, it's hard to do because, um, well, you said it well, Kathy. I mean, that can happen. And the way that I kind of think about it is this area of his life was not converted to Christ. Um, You know, we have areas in our life, and he did great harm, you know, not only to those that he abused. You know, this happened from the seven. 1970s to 2005, but, you know, LaArche is shaken. We're shaken. So our goodness, our obedience to God, and our disobedience has ramifications far beyond what we can imagine. But um, I guess the way I have to reconcile, and I'm still, you know, since it's so new, and I did write the article, it came out last week, but, it, I mean, it, it's very painful. Um, but I just think, you know, this area of his life, he, he did not convert to Christ. And as I read, I read the summary report from LaArche, and I did a little bit of an investigation of my own that did not appear in the article, because, you know, you have to edit it for length. Sure. But um, um, he, his mentor, Father Philippe, mm-hmm. had this twisted theology, and he did the same thing. And right. so, so he was formed or, or influenced, and I'm not taking away his, his responsibility, but I'm saying the person he idolized did that same thing, and right. then he himself, yeah. I don't understand how he could have said, no, this is wrong. That's an excellent point. Now, Marlena, we should say that these the most serious charges became public after Jean Vanet passed away. Right. And, yes, they did. and, and he's, so, not, he's not accused of abusing um, people with special needs. No. We also should make that clear. These were nuns who were in his service. Right. Not that that makes it better. Yeah. I don't know if that makes it I don't. No, no, no. I, I don't want to qualify it better or worse, but I think it's important to, to say that, that the people who've accused him are not people with special needs. Um, but you, you bring up a good point that the, the, the whole association that his mentor had with similar activities and Jean Vanier knowing about it and really being defensive of him for multiple years, I mean... There's a, there's a sickness there. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't know. It's you know, I haven't been. I know a lot of people. Maybe some of the listeners have been in a spot where maybe a pastor or a leader or a professor or a teacher that you that treated you well. And I've even seen articles written about it. The abuser <laughs> treated people well, and it's just disorienting to say, well, you know, I didn't have any problem with you. But you either abuse children or, you know, whatever kind of, it doesn't have to just be sexual promiscuity, because as you mentioned before I came on the air, that there's pastor after pastor. Some of the pastors here in the United States, at least, you know, this abuse of power and money and mistreating their staff members. So it's not all sexual um, sin, but it is just someone that you 
had hope and that yeah. lived like Jesus. Yeah, exactly. And then you're like, ugh. You know, right. And that. uh, So where do you place this? Because someone who you admire, who you think is a good and holy person isn't is not. And so there is this weird sense of betrayal, Mm -hmm. even though you don't know the person personally and you've invested, you know, time and energy into reading their works and thinking, well, that person has done, you know, they're holy because of this. So I'm going to pattern myself after that. So when it becomes gutted. Then you're sort of left holding an empty bag and you think, well, what was that all about? And what about my feelings and thoughts? And what and about prayers? my faith? Yeah. It, 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 it's, like a, it's like a giant swath of destruction that goes on. Yeah. And my, a major concern of mine, and it comes out a little bit towards the end um, of my article, was that either Christians or people that are adjacent to the church or have had some you know, experience with the church, they're going to see be cynical and think, see, this happens every time, as you guys said earlier. And I can't put my trust in um, any leaders or anyone that professes to follow Jesus because organized religion is just a joke, you know? And so, and I've actually seen some tweets in that vein. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to say, and I did say there that, like, you know, while Jean Vanier, um, I mean, this is a terrific disappointment, um, but there was also good, but it's a terrific disappointment. We have to think about the victims because, you know, they lived all these years while he was being lauded. And I can't even begin to be able to know what they've suffered. And so I'm really, um, it was very brave of them to stand out because they knew it would sully his reputation, but it's the truth. But um, I'm thinking that there's tons of people um, in our churches that may not have the mic, literally, like be on a radio show or have books or have a pulpit in a church, but they are living like Jesus. And while Vanye, I mean, is very disappointing. I mean, we have examples in Scripture from people that have disappointed in such an effect, but there's lots of other people that are living faithfully. And so... Well, I mean, this is a hard one, and I'm still trying to get over it. I I know people that are not like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. by every right. well on a local level, and um, and so that encourages me because I think that it really is possible to be like Jesus. And I was just so heartbroken and just thinking people are going to be like, no, it's not possible to be like Jesus. That's just a pipe dream. Yeah. No, I, it's not. No, we you're can right. Be like it's, Jesus. it's not. Um, and. I appreciate, though, in your article, you said as much as we want to acknowledge the wonderful things that he did in life, um, the Mm -hmm. tremendous volume of work that he produced interpersonally and also in written form, if we don't acknowledge this as a companion truth, then we are not just dishonoring the victims, like you said, which is bad enough, but we're not really telling the whole story. Right. Because the truth right. is, right, I yeah. mean, not everyone is all bad and everyone is not all good. We are right. all have complex to, right. people. And we can't, we can't love any of our heroes so much that we're not willing to say the way it really was. Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think that telling the truth about our leaders, about ourselves, is the pathway to healing. Uh, you know, like AA, you know, first you have to admit you have a problem. And I think part of the reason... Again, going back to what you guys said a little bit earlier, that um, all these heroes, falling pastors, or whoever they may be, is because 
they covered up. What Laarge did is they, they went ahead and said, this is the case. And here they got a, um, you know, nonpartisan report, an outside entity that's well known for it, such investigations to do this report. And they said, this is what it is. And we're trying to deal with it ourselves, too. And I think that is an example of what we can do and the church can do um, is not cover things up. Right. Yeah, Marlena, I was just looking as you were talking um, at the Larsh website, um, which I was investigating earlier today. And the very first thing when you come to it is... Um, Finding if, of independent inquiry. Right. So you can see that right in the Larsh web- website. That's the very first thing that you find if you go there. So they're trying to be as absolutely forthright as Thank possible goodness. Thank goodness. about it. So it doesn't look like there, mm-hmm. there's been any situation where a group was trying to hide it and then there was fighting and then should we tell? Should we not? I was like, right, no, right. look, this is what it was. We're telling. Yeah. And that's laudatory and it's something to be admired. Out of this mess. Out of this mess. That's what it is. Well, Marlena, you you really wrote a thoughtful piece. You did. When I read it over the weekend, I thought, boy, that that really puts to words a lot of the things I was thinking. And and I've been thinking about you, Marlena, because, you know, this is someone, this was a hero of yours. And, of course, you're heartbroken by it. And there's no, you know, sort of simple conclusion or fix to this. This is just something that, you know, you and other people who love Jean Venere have to wrestle with to find some peace in the midst of all that horror. Yeah, and I mean, just again, um, as you guys, as maybe the listeners well know, is that no matter who we are, people are watching us, and so it's like mm-hmm. a weight of glory. That's yeah. why the Bible says not many of you should be teachers, because right. we're going to be charged, judged a little more strictly, but that doesn't give let anyone off the hook. Um, one of uh, the original, and I'll say this quickly, titles before they titled it was, you know, not letting John Vignier or ourselves off, off the hook. It motivates me to keep myself accountable to my community and just to be forthright about what I'm going through because I know people are watching me and and, and that again it could have implications for my be a blessing or curse my life is either a blessing or curse to other people and listen for anyone listening to this show right now if you're hurting somebody and you're a follower of Jesus you got to stop you got to get it together it's not okay to live that kind of bifurcated life. Marlena, thank you so much. Marlena Graves, uh, she wrote a piece we're talking about in Christianity Today. Don't let Jean Vernet or other heroes, including ourselves, off the hook. Marlena is the author of The Way Up is Down, Finding Yourself by Forgetting Yourself. We'll take a break and come back. Uh, we got lots more ahead. This is only hour one of The Ride Home, so we hope that you stay with us for the, uh, for the entirety of it all. Stick around. Be right back. Choosing your child's school is a big decision. You want more than a great education. You need an education partner with high academic standards who respects your values, offers a safe place to learn, and where your child is known individually. For 35 years, Eden Christian Academy has provided ACSI-accredited college preparatory academics and a strong spiritual foundation of character and faith for students in preschool through 12th grade. Schedule a personal tour during Admissions Week, March 9th through 13th. Learn more at EdenChristianAcademy.org. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. Out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, 
gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course, windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip down when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsruspittsburgh.com. Mention Word FM for an additional 10% off at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com. We have reached the age where things just cost more. Cars, mm-hmm. phones, mm-hmm. life insurance. Your blood pressure is up. <laughs> Your weight is up. <laughs> You're one to talk. I have type 2 diabetes, so I'm getting dinged just like you. Thank goodness for Big Lou. Big Lou! Big Lou can get term life insurance rates for a 50-year-old male with type 2 diabetes or high blood pressure, or maybe he's on anxiety meds, mm-hmm. for just around $200 a month for a million dollars of coverage. Oh, you gotta say that again. Go ahead. Okay, I'll say it. Big Lou and term provider could get a 50-year-old man, a little dinged up, a million dollars in life insurance for around $200 a month. Call Big Lou. Big Lou! He's like you. 800 5 That's 800-568-2790. Don't put it off. If you're overweight, diabetic, have high blood pressure, you gotta call Big Lou. Gotta. 800-568-2790. Write it down. 800-568-2790. When the brake whistle blows, why waste time on a sandwich run when your crew could have a home-style meat and potatoes meal hot and waiting on site? The Cooked Goose Catering Company provides down-to-earth food for hungry crews of 10 or more. Try their bestseller, roast beef and stuffed chicken breast, with mashed or roasted potatoes and green beans, just $10.95 a person. Visit cookedgoosecatering.com slash word. And get back to work. The Cooked Goose Catering Company. Just good food. the rise of the food delivery meal services, which are interesting. Do you mean like the... Like uh, pre-made foods. Oh, right? the pre-made foods. Kind of not, thing, the right? ones, not the ones you get where you get all the ingredients and you make it yourself. Right. Okay. Now, so the, uh, there's all these different options now, right? right? HelloFresh is the one that I subscribed to for a while. Is that all the ingredients? Yeah. So they uh, bring you a box once a week and it has all your ingredients and recipes. I see. And everything you need is in that box. And? I thought it was Awesome. Yeah. You know why I loved it? Hmm. It always made me cook things that I wouldn't normally buy. Oh, you know, yeah, food yeah, that yeah. I wouldn't yeah, normally yeah, yeah. buy at the store. You gave it up why? Only because um, other of time. Were going on. Yeah, other things were going on. Right, right. But I think HelloFresh, my nephew works for HelloFresh. Okay. For, for full disclosure. Very nice. I really like it though. But there are meal delivery services that make the meal. Right. And then deliver it to you also. But there's also another thing here. I did not know about this. There are three companies in Pittsburgh Imperfect Foods and uh, what is it? Uh, Hungry Harvest. Oh, I know what this is. Yeah. These are like the ugly vegetables and fruits. Exactly. Okay. So. Apparently, you know, food should have a cosmetic, a proper cosmetic look to it. Right, and if so it all doesn't, the apples look awesome. Right. And if your food is imperfect or ugly, it's shut at her side and oftentimes just, you know, thrown away or maybe given away. So this company, Imperfect Foods, now has a new presence in Pittsburgh last month. And uh, for the price of $22, they will come to your house once a week with a box of food. 
and um, a 17 to 19 pound box of produce costs that $22. Now, for an additional charge, you can get meat or snacks or fish items or grains included. So you'll get ugly potatoes and weird looking celery. There's nothing wrong with it. It's no. just not cosmetically up to what you'd buy at the grocery store and you can save a lot of cash. And delivered to your door. $22 for each box that comes your way. Okay, 17 to we, 19 pound box. Why haven't boxes. we done this? I don't know. Mike, have you done this? It sounds pretty good. I actually have done this. What? Yes. Imperfect Foods. I haven't done Imperfect Foods. I forget the company, but I've done it before. It's it's pretty good. I mean, if I, you if you don't mind like ha- eating a, a weird looking banana, or who cares? Carrot, who cares? A weird I mean, it still tastes banana. good. Yeah. Well, I mean, a weird banana is one thing. I mean, look at what it's done to Mike. You can only see his forehead. <laughs> look at that, I mean, yeah. the other two thirds of his face, perhaps damaged forever. <laughs> Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker too. Plus iHeart, tune in and on radio.com. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The Senate has passed a supplemental funding bill to help fight the coronavirus that's already claimed several U.S. lives. Today's sweeping vote sends the bill to the White House for President Trump's signature. Democrat Elizabeth Warren has ended her presidential run. She says at this time, she's not endorsing anyone. The OPEC oil cartel calling for a cut to 1.5 million barrels of oil a day. Long-term U.S. mortgage rates sinking to a record low, giving many homeowners an opening to refinance their loans to free up more money to spend. The average rate on a 30-year fixed mortgage hit a record low of 3.29% this week from 3.45%. Last week, it's the lowest since Freddie Mac started tracking such rates in 1971. Stocks falling sharply today. The Dow was off 969 points. This is SRN News. It's that time of the year at the Springhouse in 84. It's Dairy Farm Tour time. That's right. We actually invite classes of school children to our real working dairy farm. The children love feeding the calf, milking the cow, and even seeing where the cows sleep and smelling what they eat. Many children today have never even touched a baby calf, nor have they associated the wonderful cow as the source of the milk that they get from the grocery store. At the Springhouse in 84, we are so committed to teaching children about farming and helping them understand how much the city mouse and the country mouse truly need each other. Call 228-3339 or have your child's teacher set up a date for your child's classroom farm tour and let us share a little of our farm with you at the Springhouse in 84. Are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites. And now you can. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll in to ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 400,000 businesses. And right now, 
Listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash America. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash America. One more time. To try it for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash America. From the moment you met, it's as if you were custom made for each other. Why should your jewelry be any different? Trinity Jewelers is the area's premier designer of custom jewelry that celebrates life's closest relationships, from breathing new life into a family heirloom to crafting a one-of-a-kind original out of nothing but imagination. Trinity's master craftsmen create affordable pieces that tell your own unique story. See how at trinityjewelers.com. Hello, this is Terry Hanna, host of Christians with Secret Addictions. I'm not a pastor, theologian, therapist, or counselor. I'm a Christian with 26 years of healing for multiple addictions. If you or a loved one are lost in the wilderness of an addiction, we're here for you every Sunday evening at 6.45 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. Why not join us on this spiritual journey to the promised land of healing? Talk to you Sunday. Tonight, increasing clouds with a rain or snow shower in spots late with a low 33. Tomorrow, cooler with a couple of rain or snow showers. Breezy in the afternoon with a high 40. Tomorrow night, breezy in the evening. Otherwise, mostly cloudy with a low 26. Saturday, mostly sunny with a high 42. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along for the 5 o'clock hour of the Thursday edition of The Ride Home. Big news politically, Elizabeth Warren, I'm sure you've heard Mm -hmm. the news, has dropped out of the presidential race. She has uh, declined to uh, throw her considerable weight to one of the other candidates. Mm -hmm. Um, And she says uh, that... The reason is sexism. That's why her campaign did not succeed. Part of the reason, she said, she could tell stories. And I'm, okay, part, I'm sure she can tell stories. Right. That's not the reason why her campaign did not succeed, though. No, it's not. She's too far to the left for America. Exactly. I mean, I don't think that's... No. I mean, you know, when you start talking shock. about, you know, Plus, Medicare for all... She just gave off an unpleasant vibe. That's my opinion. I'm sorry. And I'm, if, if you're an Elizabeth Warren fan, I get it. I was a Carly Fiorina fan. I was a big fan oh, yeah, of hers. Yeah. Well, I'm a, a registered Republican. And I really liked Carly very, very much. Yeah. So she didn't win. Right. Okay. So Bernie, Biden. Um, and Trump. That's, that's what, the, what? So they're 74, 76, and 78. Am I right about lo- that? That's a lot of old white guys. That's us. <sighs> All right. Listen to this. Article today uh, in a, a source that I can't name because it did not print out at the top of my page. That's like so I'll be telling you what this source is later, so that I'm not accused of plagiarism. Like, there is a source. Do you see how it's empty and vacant here when it's supposed to have it's a like title? Like from Watergate, it's like Deep Throat, right? <laughs> An unnamed source because the printer is broken. I'm sorry. Anyway, it's talking about uh, teens and how teens often have hundreds if not thousands of friends and i'm using air quotes yep. online and yet have no one to hang out with yeah no surprise mm-hmm. now that's not re- that's not relegated to just teenagers because that can happen to any adult anywhere right, right, right? right. but the article did make me think in particular about kids it says 95% of teens who say they have easy access to smartphones 
And the 45% who say they're online, quote, almost constantly have fewer opportunities to learn from face-to-face interactions. Mm -hmm. So they don't learn things like you know, vocal cues or how to interact in a conversation or how to maintain eye contact or how to tell when someone's uncomfortable or wants you to stop talking or, you know. Isn't that weird? Any of those things, right? Because once you left your, you know, once you left you sort of, you know, like you were 12 or 13 years of age and you left like the constant supervision of your parents, then you went out in the world and sort of, you know, hung out with your friends and you learned those things. You have to, right? And that, but being out is the only way to learn it. Right. And what they're saying is, especially those who start on social media at an early age, they are particularly vulnerable to negative consequences because they haven't yet developed any type of self-control. So they, you know, kids end up doing, you know, babies end up doing what they want to do, what they feel they want at the time is what they do. And so, of course, part of maturing as a teenager, as an adolescent, as an adult is learning how to control your impulses so that you can interact with society and be successful in life. But young people are getting into social media before that wisdom or knowledge or maturity has kicked in. And so they're saying and doing really stupid things and not getting the negative feedback. You know, when you say something ridiculous when you're in seventh grade and everybody in the room kind of goes. Oh, stop that. If there's nobody in the room, when you say that, you don't get that type of feedback. And so you don't realize that that's a really ridiculous thing that you should not say. So what's the world going to be like I in don't know. 10, 20 years when these you know kids become adults and they've not learned those basic social skills? I don't know. It also, the article goes on to say, it's not just a lack of maturity. It's not just a lack of impulse control. It's not just a lack of interpersonal give and take. It's that all of the absence of all of these things is creating anxiety in people. So they're posting something, and because they don't have any actual feedback, people in the room, they're waiting for the like, or they're waking, waiting for the heart, or the ha-ha, oh, or whatever yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. And so they're just dying to see critical responses to their posts as some type of like social give and take. Yeah, seriously. Like, I, just, I mean uh, – we talk about this, I think, often when we read things like this. This makes me anxious. It makes me anxious not only for ourselves, but, you know, for future generations, for the state of the world. And I don't want to be like, you know, a doomsday scenario. Right. But are we, raising, are we raising a generation of psychophants? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's just really crazy to mm-hmm. think that that's, really, that's on the horizon because of this. I know. This has trumped everything. I hope that's not true. I want to thank NewJersey.com for this article. Remember, I could not figure out who it was. Oh, there you go. I figured. It's NewJersey.com. NewJersey.com. Uh-huh. What is that? Is it I, like just a little website? I don't know, but it sounds like a website that I don't need to be on that often. Right. Anyway, if you have kids, if you have young people in your life, maybe they're your neighbors, maybe they're your, your younger siblings, well, I just would encourage you to challenge them often in things like, we're going to order a pizza. I want you to call. Oh, yeah, sure. Do you do that with your kids? Yes. Yeah, me too. They hate it. Yeah, my kids do. <laughs> do it. Well, hate it. For, for my oldest kid, um, he would like, I can't do this. I, I'd say, then, you know what? Let's write a script. I've said that too. Just write it down. R- write it down, mm-hmm. which made it better. Mm-hmm. What about, I remember my one daughter, I don't remember how old she was. Uh, she got a, her, her first phone, and I said, you have to come up with a voicemail message. Oh, yeah. I can't possibly do that. I said, you're going to record it on your phone. It's not like you should have performance anxiety yeah, about right. it. I mean, just, just like, figure it out. It took her weeks what? to come to up with enough message. fortitude 
That is a generational thing. Yeah. That's what this generation is really struggling with. Do you do you have a voicemail message on your phone? Yes, but I don't. you don't. I don't. Why is that? It's not like you have a high-profile job or anything where someone would want to call you. I just don't. I just, you know, I use the generic. It's a little annoying. Is it really? For people who call in. Yes, you should say, hi, this is John Hall from the ride home. That would be helpful. Because every time I call, I think, this is John's number, right? Right, Because it's not your voice. And it just says, you've reached, you know, blah, blah, blah. Because you know what? I I don't get that many phone calls. I mean... The reason you don't get that many phone calls is because that's your voicemail. I may not want many phone calls. What if I wanted to leave you a sweet message? <laughs> you know my number. You I know it's me. I don't know your no- What's my phone number? I have no idea. Mike, do you know my phone number? Not off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Off the top of your head? What does that no. mean? So you don't know. <laughs> I think that just means no. <laughs> Thanks for not playing our game. No, head. I don't know. I mean, no. all I- I'll, you don't I know say, it off, hey, you hey, don't know it off the bottom of your head. Either. I said, "Hey Siri." I say, "Hey, hey Siri, call That's Cass. Exactly. That's right. Siri knows Cass' number. Right. That's right. Not off the top of your okay. head. Do you no, know? Do you head. know your wife's phone number, Mike? No. Yes, I do. I you do. I do you do. know your wife's phone no. number? Okay. I don't know. Here's the deal. I don't know anybody's phone number. Do your kids? Nope. I don't. I've just. I don't. I've just stopped. Right, but we need to. That we we should make a resolution mm. at this point that one week from tonight. I'll know my, somebody's phone number. We're going to know our immediate <laughs> I mean, family's phone numbers. It's really embarrassing, isn't it? Yeah, because what if something happens? What if I your know. phone goes down and you're not going to be able to reach anybody? And I'll be stuck in the middle of nowhere. Oh, once I locked my keys out of my car about a year or so ago. <laughs> what to do? <laughs> How was I going to call? Was your phone in the car? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I called AAA, and then I called my wife's business. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's a good yeah. thing your wife has a business. Yeah, she's got a business, so what I was able to call do? her. That'd exactly. be horrible. It's really sad. All right. Coming up next, Brett McCracken. He's the author of uh, Uncomfortable, the Awkward and Essential Challenge of Christian Community. He says, we don't need partisans. Instead, we need profits. You got that right. And that's P-R-O-P-H-E-T-S. That's next. Today's Ride Home. 101.5 W-O-R-D. Oh. An atom bomb. Not very big, but potent and powerful. That's how our teacher, Dr. J. Vernon McGee, describes the Old Testament book of Joel. Go through the Bible this week as we wrap up a meaningful study in the New Testament book of James and then head into the often-looked prophecy of Joel. I'm Steve Schwetz, inviting you to hop aboard the Bible bus this week. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. If you're a licensed counselor in Pennsylvania, Grace Wellness Center doesn't want to hire you. They want to partner with you. At Grace Wellness Center, you'll find the personal support and professional development you need to build your ideal clientele. Grace Wellness Center invests in you so you can invest in your clients. Get the support, training, and personal coaching you need to pursue your passion and build a kingdom with offices throughout Greater Pittsburgh. Join the team at thegracewellnesscenter.com. Dana Gresh presents the True Girl Pajama Party Tour, a live stage event for tween girls and their moms. Through live worship, deep Bible teaching, a fashion show, and more, it's the most fun you and your daughter will ever have digging into God's truth together. The True Girl Pajama Party Tour with Dana Gresh, coming March. 6 the cornerstone ministries in murraysville 6 30 to 9 p.m tickets on sale now at mytruegirl.com I am, I am, I am a true girl. from the creator 
as if I could only imagine. And Mercy Me's Bart Miller. Now we have an artist who's had 32 number one singles. Let's welcome Jeremy Camp. On March 13th. They're getting married. I'm supposed to be with her. I can't explain it. I just know that. Based on the inspiring true story. He chose to walk into the fire with her. That's what love is. I still believe. Starring KJ Appa, Britt Robertson, Shania Twain, and Gary Sinise. Rated PG, parental guidance suggested. In theaters March 13th. Go to IStillBelieveMovie.com. Elevate your leadership game at the L3 One Day Conference. A day to grow your leadership, your network, your future. 8 to 4, Friday, March 13th at the Marriott Pittsburgh North and Cranberry. Join L3 leadership founder Doug Smith, nationally known master communicator Jeff Henderson, and Pittsburgh business leaders Laura Ellsworth, Greg Weimer, and Bill Strickland, who will inspire and train you and your team to reach your maximum potential. The L3 One Day Conference, Friday, March 13th. Register while you can at L3OneDay.com. It's easier to change the world than you think. Sponsor a child in extreme poverty with Compassion International, and you will change the world for that child. Just text the word CHILD to 83393 to sponsor right now. College, career path. These are major decisions high school students face. Help your child go from anxious and overwhelmed to confident and clear about the future with help from experienced career coach Emily Milius. Visit launchconsulting.io to learn more. A few months back, the um, National College Football Championships were being held. Remember this. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a big event. If you're a football fan, you're going to tune in to watch this. It's cool. So there was a, a quick pan of the camera or a quick, you know, moment in the camera where the, the camera was looking at someone's, you know, you know, luxury box in one of the suites. And there was the actor, uh, The Rock. What's his name? Do you know The Rock's name? Dwayne. Dwayne. Johnson. Oh, thank you. Okay, so there's The Rock, and I believe he was talking to the, to the president. They were President Trump. I think they, he was shaking hands with the president. They were both at the game. Milani was there, you know, just kind of hanging out watching the game. Well, holy smokes. The outrage almost immediately on you. social media. Mm-hmm. Why is The Rock talking to the president? I used to love that guy, and now he's mm-hmm. talking to the enemy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm never going to watch his movies again. This guy's a traitor. I can't believe it. I've invested so much of my time, yada, yada. Earlier in the football season, remember, it was maybe a Sunday night game. Ellen DeGeneres was in a box with George W. Bush. Oh, right. And they were laughing it up, talking about The next day, you know, half of her Twitter following is enraged. How dare you have a conversation with George W. Bush? She had to go on her show and say, you know what? I'm going to be friends with who I want to be friends with. Right. It's ridiculous. So. Well, look, in, in our my, tribe is everything right now. In my own living room the other day, you know, during Super Tuesday, my wife, who doesn't follow politics at all, she walked in the room and I don't know what the channel was on. And she said, oh, th- that's not that's not our channel. Like, you mm. know, all of a sudden now it's not even about personalities or people. It's about your media outlet, which is also describing you and your worldview. That's how weird we've become in this sort of cancel society. Well, Brett McCracken is with us. Brett is the um, senior editor at the Gospel Coalition. It is a site that we use and love almost daily. Uh, He's the author of Uncomfortable, the Awkward and Essential Challenge of Christian Community. He wrote a piece called We Need Prophets, Not Partisans. Brett, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Brett, why are we doing this? What societally is pointing us into the direction of tribe first? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think there's there's a lot of things that are contributing to it. But one of the things I've been thinking about recently is 
the, the, the technology and the landscape of the internet um, in today's world, it's, we are so overwhelmed with information and yeah. increasingly, increasingly our brains just can't like process it fast enough. And there's so many voices and so many opinions that I think it's easier uh, mentally. Like it, it's exhausting to try to have kind of complex, nuanced views on things where you might kind of agree with this group on this issue and that group on that issue and kind of have this freelance uh, self-curated um, politics. It's, that's just impossible with how overwhelmed our brains are in the, in the internet age. So it's easier to just kind of um, just go with a tribe that has existing kind of channels, existing like media that they endorse and they kind of tell you what to believe. And so then Brett, then Brett is tribe thought, lazy thought. Is that just an easy plug-in? Well, I don't want to call it lazy because I get it. Like, I understand. Like, I'm in the same boat. I yeah. Sometimes I just, like, I don't have the mental energy to, like, research every political issue for myself and, like, define my own, you know, perspective. So it is easier to just, like, okay, I'm, I'm going to just line up with, like, what this cable news channel tells me or what this political columnist tells me. Like, you kind of have to find those trustworthy yeah. voices. So I get it, and I sympathize with it. I'm just seeing the the problems of it is this hyper-tribalistic polarization where it's kind of like all or nothing. Like, yeah. you're canceled. You're canceled. You're disinvited if you disagree with us on, on any point, you know, <laughs> at all. You so mentioned you – yeah. You mentioned, Brett, in your article, um, this book by political scientist Michelle Margolis on the dynamic yeah. of how – this is interesting to me, and I'm not familiar with her or the book, but her talking about how politics are impacting religion more than religion is impacting politics. Talk about that dynamic. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a part of a troubling uh, trend, but there's, her book is one example of kind of research that, it, that is showing that – um, whereas, you know, a few decades ago or in, in former eras, um, you would have more kind of political diversity in churches because church was the main source of your group identity and politics was sort of a little bit less than it was a subordinated beneath your religious identity. But now that's flipped where where now politics is this kind of all consuming identity. And so people think first with what their political affiliation is and that informs their religious identity. So it's kind of flipped in this really troubling way so that now people self-select their churches based on their politics. And, and just like they kind of self-select their Twitter feeds and their, yeah. their cable news channels that they like, and they do that with church too. And so you have progressive churches where everyone who goes to those churches votes the same way and thinks the same way. And you have, you know, conservative <laughs> churches where People all vote the same way, and and that's just troubling to me because it just further it further conflates the idea that politics and religion are you know can can easily they're the same thing they should be able to map onto each other perfectly and and I don't think that's the case. So, but I mean, clearly the gospel is not neutral. But at the same time, if you right. want to diminish or minimize the din of all that, that partisanship, and instead lean yeah. forward into Christ, how do you do that in this day and age? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely not easy. And, and one of the points I make in the article is, like, to be faithful, you know, first and foremost to 
Christ and the gospel and scripture, it's going to mean that it's that popularity and kind of, uh, you know, mass appeal is not going to be easy to come by yeah. because I, I think where it leaves us as faithful Christians is that we're going to be, you know, offensive on every side. You know, we're going to, we're going to challenge people on this side because we think the Bible says this prophetically to them. And, but we're also going to challenge people on the other side because we think the Bible calls us, you know, against that. And so it's just not, I don't think it's, I don't think it's possible to be faithful to the Bible and completely faithful to one political tribe or the other. You're just going to have to be okay with being in this middle ground where you're not going to easily fit into the party line. Uh, And, and what's sad to see is that a lot of Christians, I think are, are willing to make that, bargain that trade where right and it's tempting so to make the trade that's what is difficult um wait what's that again it's tempting yeah. to make the trade to be able to say okay well you know i can see i can i can yeah. launch on to latch on to this group because i you know i kind of hang with them yeah. politically and i get their perspective they're doing what they want because that's your key to access um yeah, and right. and to audience and i know this in particular because this is a temptation for everybody in media right now media has become so politicized that if you have a radio program the number one thing people are trying to figure out is where you are politically and if politics is not your number one calling card it's like you are all of a sudden in a whole different area it's like you're not even in media anymore because it's become so politically centralized and in and so for those of us who are anxious to you know have a show that's different or hear from people in different different perspectives and hear challenging things Mm -hmm. and things we don't agree with or what all of a sudden that becomes a really anxiety producing place to be right right because people are are they're fishing for clues about what your where your political you know allegiances lie so it's it's almost like everyone has this hyper suspicious um, radar out where you know everything is politicized like you just said and so even if you don't want to be outspoken about politics it's just the air we breathe right. and it's the air people breathe and so they, they find a way to read into you know i find this in my own writing like something i'll say in a movie review that isn't even remotely about politics inevitably someone will read into that like oh you right. know democrat and must must be a, a democrat because he's talking <laughs> about justice you know yeah, so in this movie you're playing partisan so, detective yeah. in some way so brett i mean you talk about exactly, this that you say yeah. you know so you say the, the gospel coalition of course you know we you know that's uh, that's where you are as a person yeah. the gospel coalition you say is a ministry driven by no other agenda than god's gospel agenda and that's what we aspire to as well i mean Right. Jesus first and foremost, you know, the body of Christ first and foremost, everything else is secondary. But uh, l- what right. you're saying is it's essentially almost impossible to do that in today's world. Yeah, and and what I'm not saying when I say we're driven by a gospel agenda is that there can be no, you know, interaction with politics. I think the gospel definitely does call us to political involvement and action. I'm just saying that sometimes that will look like, you know, different kind of perspectives on different issues and aligning with different sides on different issues. But it's starting from the point of the gospel rather than starting from the point of a political ideology and working backwards, you know, to find proof texts in Scripture to defend that 
existing positions. So yeah, at the Gospel Coalition, we're we're trying to this in this hyper politicized moment, we're trying to engage these issues, but from a starting point of scripture and the gospel and and wanting to to really um yeah, just apply that prophetic voice of Jesus and the gospel into our into our culture and our context in a way that isn't beholden to the party line on, on any, any yeah. given um, issue, but is, is beholden to God's line. You know, what, what does he want for us to speak into these issues? Um, yeah, and Brett, the, the role of the gospel in every single human being's life is that it is, a, it is uncomfortable, it is not yeah. comforting most of the time. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. Jesus is a rock that people stumbled yeah. over. Um, he was right. not someone that people were like, oh, yeah, he's on my team and I'm going to stick with him. No, people were people were unsettled by him uh, because he ruined oh, yeah. all of our all of our tribes, right? All of our teams and made us think that right. the good and evil were different than we thought they were. And because, us out. because instead of just like what yeah. Solzhenitsyn said, the line between good and evil, it doesn't run between nations. It doesn't run between political parties, right? It runs, sure. but it, right down the center, the every human heart. I mean, that is the, talk about a quote that has been ignored in the last five years. Mm-hmm. I mean, that should tell us right. everything we need to know. We're the ones that are fallen. It's not the other people in the other group amen yeah i i totally agree and in my in my book uncomfortable i talk about that very idea you know like the gospel is uncomfortable for all those reasons it 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 unsettles our you know our human kind of alliances and our human institutions and challenges us Uh, and and of course never more so than in our own sin and in our own hearts which uh, we, like you said, we do kind of gloss over that in today's tribalistic days, where we, we we like to just point the finger and and talk about, you know, what's so wrong with the other side. Um, yeah. But the gospel should first and foremost convict us of our own personal sin. And I see far too many Christians, myself included, at times, you know, not <laughs> talking about that as much as you know, raging against someone on Twitter on any given day who represents the worst of the other side. So, Brett, you know, in in a practical sense, you know, on your best day, like all of us have good days, is there, you know, like a a so-called like purity point for you where you go, I can can ignore all that din, all that static, and instead focus on the gospel? Yeah, I mean, I'm because I work in a, in a job where I have to be on the internet a lot, being a, an online journalist, right. it's, it's really, it's a daily struggle to, to not be as um, shaped by kind of the noise of the daily, you know, anger, whatever people are angry about on social media in any given moment. Daily. It's a, it's a struggle to ground myself in scripture. And so something I've, been really uh, focusing on in my own life is just starting my day with the word and and before I get on social media before I open my computer trying to have that discipline of okay like the ultimate wisdom is scripture that's what's going to inform you know all the issues that I want to think about well today so let's start there and you know at the gospel coalition I mentioned this in my article you know for 2020 our big initiative 
is not like, let's help people vote well this year. So let's give them a political guide. No, our our big issue in 2020 is called Read the Bible. We have this, we have this whole initiative this year, just trying to get as many people as possible to read through the entire Bible uh, with us. Mm-hmm. So we have a website that's tgc.org/slash/read-the-bible, and and you can go there every day and kind of see the scriptures for the day with a devotional. So that's the sort of thing that I think we need to recover as Christians: just those basic spiritual disciplines that can form our hearts and our souls to be more oriented towards the gospel and towards Jesus. Because the, the sad reality is, like, we're only in church one day a week, if that, but seven days a week we have CNN on or Fox News, or, you know, mm-hmm. we're, being in, we're being inundated with politics and all these opinions, um, and it's it, it can't help but shape us more profoundly than the small sliver of the Bible and the gospel that we might be getting uh, in a given week. And so the answer is just to get to enlarge that sliver, enlarge that slice of your mental pie uh, so that you're being fed more by, by these trustworthy sources like the Bible than you are by these dubious, you know, partious, partisan sources that you find on Twitter. I'm into that. Hey, Brett, thanks an awful lot. Uh, we're fans. We love the Gospel Coalition, your work and your, uh, your writing. Brett McCracken, senior editor at the Gospel Coalition. Uh, TGC.com is the place to go to find out more. Brett is the author of Uncomfortable, the Awkward and Essential Challenge of Christian Community. Take a break. Come back. Uh, we got more ahead. We sure do. We're going to talk about how hard it is to raise little kids. But the new epidemic of young women who are parenting toddlers and turning to alcohol for relief. Moms and wine? That's next. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by, making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a large portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-797-5868. 800-797-5868. That's 800-797-5868. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-600-3010. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-600-3010 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. Alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your social security check. Call 800 600 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify.
Simplify. That's 800-600-3010. You know, spring cleaning doesn't just mean the deep clean you do around the house once a year. You may want to do some tidying up for your business's digital marketing, and Salem Surround can help. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and learn how to get your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. The world of church construction is rapidly changing in today's safety-conscious marketplace. If renovation or new construction is in your future, don't miss the Worship and Facilities Conference, designed to answer the critical questions church and business leaders need to ask before they build. One day only, March 31st at the Bible Chapel in McMurray. Hear from experts in architecture, construction, banking, audiovisual, plus facilities, safety, and security all in one place, 815 to 4, presented by Salem Media Group. Registration and details at wordfm.com. On your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM, Pittsburgh, at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at radio.com. Tonight, increasing clouds with a rain or snow shower in spots late with a low 33. Tomorrow, cooler with a couple of rain or snow showers, breezy in the afternoon with a high 40. Tomorrow night, breezy in the evening. Otherwise, mostly cloudy with a low 26. Saturday, mostly sunny with a high 42. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. Okay, you've raised kids. You've been I, am, in the I believe I'm raising them. Yes, you are. But, you know, you've raised little kids. Yeah. Alone, all day, home, right, day after day after day. I found it. So exhausting. Did you? Especially infants to me. Everybody has a different thing that's a different era or or a phase of child rearing that they find particularly difficult. Mm -hmm. I just found having an infant so exhausting and anxiety producing and everything else. But toddlers, they get into everything. They're hell bent on injuring themselves 24 7. Mm Um, it's just, and then you have the, they're acting out, they are saying the wrong things, they're embarrassing me in public, they're sick all the time, they're, I mean, it is, it is a lot. And did you have a group? I did have a group. Okay. Yeah, I had a group. Which helped. Oh, it helped so much. And I, I also had a group of friends whose husbands were musicians. Mm. Because when you have a, a spouse who's a working musician, it's a different life. It's a weird life. And so on the times when you, if you don't have a working musician, can expect your husband to be home, which is in the evenings or weekends, that's when they're gone. I see. Or holidays. Uh, and so it's just you find yourself alone on times when you would expect to not be alone. And so having that group of people who like knew something that was similar was so good. Cool. But there were still, John... Very dark times, mm. which made me identify with the women who were talked about in this article from fatherly.com um, who are feeling the stress of raising little kids, but even the additional stressors of having grown up believing that they could do everything and have it all. They could be the successful career woman. They could look beautiful in the office. They could have a wonderful social life, a dynamic marriage, and be a great mom, and that they could easily juggle all of those things and be happy at the end of the day. That's a lot. That's an awful lot. 
that is not the case. Yeah. And there is no easy way to get that? through a day when you are a, a mom who's working in any sphere. But especially these women who are, you know, 30 years old, 35 years old, who that was what they thought their reality would be. Sure. Is that they'd have a great job. They'd earn a lot of money. Once they had a baby, first of all, they'd have a baby at the perfect time that it would inconvenience them not very much. <laughs> the child would be perfect. First of all, they'd have an easy pregnancy, an easy delivery. The child would be well-behaved and would sleep quickly through the night. They could resume their career in only six weeks. They could feel fine about it. Their child would adjust perfectly to daycare. They would adjust perfectly back to the workforce. And that is how it was meant to be. So that's just a misnomer. That's a myth. No. So instead, uh, young women are drinking and they're drinking a lot now i don't know if you've seen this because you guys are guys but there are all sorts of t-shirts that you can wear there are all sorts of memes that you see on social media excuse me while i get my mom on and there's a woman standing there with a glass of wine Mm. or i mean there are all sorts of memes like there are hundreds of them but they're always encouraging young women to say it is so hard to be a mom the only way i can survive it is to drink this glass of wine really so the drinking mom is oh, a yeah. thing it's a big really? thing big thing on social media i didn't know that yeah and so hey it's girls weekend away it's girls night out whatever it is it has to have alcohol in to it to let off some steam has to have alcohol in I it see. because your life is so hard as a mom okay so right? the alcohol is the crutch to get you through the difficult times of the horror of raising your children right so this woman is profiled in this article on fatherly.com um, she says I would wake up after after a couple glasses of wine feeling absolutely terrible no she said if I went out on a Friday night I'd be hungover most of the next day that was the time I had to spend with my daughters but I was just tired it was impacting my parenting I don't think there was one moment where I woke up in the gutter but there were all sorts of other layers of stuff I realized in my life that was wrong. So she said this is what had started to happen. Every time she got together with her friends who were moms, glasses were passed. Everybody drank. Okay? And as they drank, they would talk about the difficulties they were having with their husbands or with their kids or whatever. And slowly she came to believe that wine was something she needed to handle motherhood. And she said it also provided this sort of community and this kind of sharing so that when all the women got together on Friday night or Thursday, whatever girls' night out was, the more they drank, the more open they became, the more people shared stuff that was really on their hearts. And so it became like a therapy session that was only facilitated by alcohol. alcohol. Right. So alcohol sort of peeled back the veneer of truthfulness and you, you know, just shared whatever. Jenny says that one night she and her mom friends were putting it back and laughing And one of their toddlers snuck out the front door. Mm. The child was unable to get back into the house. And so the child sat alone on the front lawn watching cars go by for some amount of time that nobody to this day knows. Thank goodness. They don't know how. I know. Nobody knows how long that kid was out there. That night, Jenny quit. Quit drinking. Yes. She said at first she quit just to see if she could. Then she said it felt good. Then she did it for a month, for three months, then six months, and now she's done drinking. So she says now, look, you can choose to drink if you want to, but if it gets to the point where you are only interacting with other moms of little kids 
when alcohol's involved, and you're only feeling a sense of relief or confidence or capability when you're drinking, then you've gotten to a place that is not healthy for you. Oh, that's really interesting. I had no idea that any of this sort of yeah, because you're a guy and yeah. you don't see that kind of stuff online. No, no. But that's the kind of that's the kind of thing that women share all the time. But you know, on the flip side, not you know, we're not trying to be preachy here. I get it because I mean, I can imagine how difficult me? it is. I mean. But also, I get it too, the branding of the alcohol for the thing as the panacea right. for the trouble that ails you. Right. That's also okay, dangerous. Okay, here's the thing. When I was at home with little kids, I weighed about 25 pounds more than I do now. Hmm. Because the thing I looked forward to was eating. Sure. I mean, you do what you do to make it through. Right, some right. people... My reward is that some people, cake. Some people go shopping. Some people exercise fanatically. You need like an Whatever you need an escape. But... Some of those escapes are healthy and some aren't. Right. So me being 25 pounds heavier wasn't healthy. Right. This woman drinking is not healthy. Not healthy. But sta- statistics are showing that women are drinking more and that there are more women. Moms. Moms who are, who are getting into rehab programs right now than there are men. Oh, that's really interesting. The article's from where? Fatherly.com. Fatherly. Okay. Well, who knew? I'd put that under there. Uh, God bless you if you're out there. And I know. It's hard. It's really, really hard. Try to hook up with friends who can share what you're going through, who can give you a lot of joy and a lot of laughs mm-hmm. without the alcohol. Take a break. Come back. We're going to talk about uh, 31 ways to improve your life in just a month. Uh, we saw this at Pocket.com. And then Kath and I, we're going to chime in with our own ways to improve our lives and maybe yours. WORD. Next time on PowerPoint with Jack Cram. Certain conditions must exist in order for God to pour out his blessings. You see, God promised the blessing, but we must receive the blessing by being blessable. Tune in next time for PowerPoint with Jack Graham. PowerPoint, tonight at 9.30 on 101.5 WORD. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-880-7474. That's 1-800-880-7474. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-880-7474. Select Quote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issue and company, and other factors. Not available in all states. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. I had a lot of credit card debt, and I couldn't pay my bills. I was feeling so bad. I got to a point where I needed some help, so I reached out and contacted Trinity. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496 to talk to a certified counselor. They were able to take all of my different payments and put them all together. Trinity will consolidate
consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, put a stop to late fees and over-limit charges, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. And they were actually able to work with my creditors. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000 in the last 18 months. If your debt has you down, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. My name is Stephanie, and I'm debt-free for keeps. 1-800-936-5496. For your next client meeting, instead of worrying about where to get lunch, why not relax and get down to business? The Cooked Goose Catering Company provides truly delicious value to satisfy hungry clients and colleagues alike, like their bestseller, roast beef and stuffed chicken breast with mashed or roasted potatoes and green beans, just $10.95 a person. Visit CookedGooseCatering.com slash word and get to work. The Cooked Goose Catering Company, just good food. Live in this self-help age, you know, where people are trying to figure out ways to improve themselves. Right. Stop drinking. Engage. Be your best self. Your best self now. <laughs> so we saw this article: uh, thirty-one ways to improve your life in just a month. I mean, that sounds so simple. Yeah, it sure does. Right. So it has all those old tropes that you know right. everybody you know, mm-hmm. you know do this, this mm-hmm. will happen. Right. Um, because everybody wants to be better, right? I you know. want to have less stress, right? Want to be healthier, f- live longer, be you know, laugh, be I'll be happier, all those things. Not right? get the coronavirus, right? So I was kind of looking at this thing, you know, your thirty-one day personal development plan. Mm, okay, okay. Now this is has know, Mike started this because we're like on March fifth. Is he four days in? Right, or? Mike. Uh, Mike, I'd say Mike's a pretty happy guy. I don't know about his personal development, but. We can assess that at a later happy. time. There's the mic cam. Okay. There he is. Look, one third of his face. Yeah, it's getting Look. better. Is that? Uh, By the way, you know we're streaming live on Facebook. If you've mm-hmm. never watched the show, we encourage you to log on to Facebook. You can watch it live, or you can watch it later on tonight. Um, I, Keith, a listener. This is a parenthetical statement. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, you go right ahead. Uh, a listener, Keith, is wondering if since you're wearing a tie today, John, I am wearing a tie, and I'm wearing, you know, I don't know, something that looks covered- kind of like upscale. Yeah. That is Mike dressing up for company too. And I said Mike stubbornly refuses to set up the mic cam. Mm -hmm. No mic cam. Yeah, so show the mic cam again right now, Mike. Yeah, like that's not really. Like you can see, that could be anybody back there. No, I kind of like that. That looks like like a miniature NASA, right? It It does, except we see like a reflection of half of your face. Right, it's cool. And like part of the TV, and it looks like there are two empty chairs. Right. That's weird. You know what I feel like? I feel like the guy from Home Improvement. Yeah, the guy who was on the other side of the fence. Oh, right, yeah. like we really can't see you. I liked him. Okay, right. so I totally hijacked your uh, the good no, segment no. you were starting out. That's fine. Okay, so uh, 31 ways to improve your life in just a month. Okay, so here's a few random things, or not random, here's a few things that I, I just grabbed. I'm ready. Do something for someone else. No. Do Make a five-minute favor. happy. Five-minute favors are selfless giving acts without asking for anything in return from the people that you help. Examples of five-minute favors include sharing knowledge, Making an Sharing knowledge. I'm mm-hmm. sure people are going to be excited to hear your knowledge. Serving as a reference for a person, That's, product, okay. or service, or recommending someone from LinkedIn, Yelp. Or, That's what I'll do. <laughs> Who worth. cares? Okay. I'm going to. You know what I'm going to do, John? I'm mm. going to. I'm going to give you a good reference on LinkedIn. <laughs> what is LinkedIn about anyway? Does anybody I find it know? Useless. I do. I, I, don't I know do. What that is. If you're all trying to contact me on LinkedIn, I'm really sorry because I never log on. Here, this is good. You hear this all, right. all the time. Yeah. Put yourself in someone else's shoes. Okay. 
Empathy and compassion are things that you can develop, and it starts with thinking about other people's circumstances, understanding their pain and frustration. All right. That's excellent. I feel good about it. Of course, right? You know about that? Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, Exercise more of the P word. Patience? Yes. Patience is a virtue I wish more people practiced. Of course. Duh. Oh. Right? This is like real shocking information. Would you say you're patient? You're a patient person? Of course not. I think you're pretty patient. Okay, I do. I don't. You're, think you're much I am. more patient than I am. Okay, I, right? Definitely, Mike. Would you, <laughs> Mike? Would you say I'm patient? Would you say I'm a patient person? No, definitely not more than Kathy. <laughs> Here's what I like. Here's what I like. We had like this really weird family dynamic here. Yeah. We're like something's going on, and I'm going to Mike. Hey, Mike. Blah, blah, blah. Mike looks to Kathy. Like he looks. At, he looks at her like, Mom. Please rescue me from. He this. looks no. He looks at me like, are the authorities here to save me from the crazy man? Hey, yeah. come on, let's go, what? <laughs> Mom. Please help me here because Dad's like a little upset. That's what it feels like. Yeah, you've known that, right? Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't see the parent dynamic. Oh, I, I do. do see the authorities and the crazy oh, man no, dynamic. I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking for somebody to help me. Hey, come on. <laughs> Anybody? Firemen, police, therapist. Be diligent. That's the next. Be All diligent. Right. Ever looked at an ant farm in action? Every single ant has amazing Who ambition. Who wrote this? I don't know. You know. Same person that wrote greeting cards, right. that writes greeting cards. Uh, oh, it's, uh, oh it's, it's there's no author to this. Yeah, exactly, because it's a bunch of greeting cards. Exercise together. for 15 minutes. Um, if you hate John's exercise. John's never going to exercise again, so he will not be happy in life. I just, <laughs> I've reached that phase. I'm just sorry. No, I'm you, just telling you. Okay. I'm, just, I'm being honest All here. All right. Okay. Uh Build up your faith. Okay. Okay. I'm glad they brought that in there. Yeah, okay. Find something or someone that will make you laugh. I mean, I don't know. Look, did you ever go, like we know whenever bookstores were like gigantic, you ever go to the self-help section the of the bookstore? The self-help section is about half it's of the massive. bookstore now. Yeah. All right. So here's my question. Okay. If I were going to ask you that question, what do you think contributes to your happiness? What, what advice would you give somebody else? Uh, for me, the big thing for me in my life is to, and I've talked about this often with you, is to surrender. Mm-hmm. There are many things in my life that I cannot control. I've learned this the hard way. And so instead of like, you know, punching forward and going, Mike, what's going on? John, would you just surrender? Mm-hmm. Just take it easy. Surrender. Slow down. Mm-hmm. Those two things. When I, get on, when I get in my car and I'm on the parkway, I'm always in the fast lane. Whenever I pull over to the, you know, like the, the slow lane, I feel much better. Just slow down and surrender. Those are the big things just for me. Okay. Those for are yourself? Good. Those are good. I would say take yourself way less seriously. Mm-hmm. I think looking at people online in particular, people are so convinced of their own, the purity of their viewpoint mm-hmm. And the solidity of their faith and the beauty of their family. And I got to be honest, I am just so sick of all that. I am sick of the perfect everything. I'm sick of Christians who talk about the Christian life like it's some beautiful moment every day of the year and every moment of the day. I'm sick of people who talk about their families like they're all, you know, no problem. And look at my beautiful offspring. I just, I'm tired of the veneer. Right. The veneer. I'm tired of it. Wipe the, be the a real, veneer. Be a real person. Say the real thing. Mm-hmm. Be honest about it. And then I think we're all going to be happier. Okay. If so, you're having a terrible day, say you're having a terrible day. If you're having a great day, say you're having a great day. But just I'm over it all, John. Here's another thing. Listen to more radio. Watch less TV. That's very good. 
seriously, I think radio is great for your mind. And I think watching TV all day long, it just nothing. Yep, yep. All right. That's uh, your 31-day personal <laughs> development plan. Mike, Mike's going to give us some tips Mike, what on do tomorrow's you got? show. Huh? Press the right buttons. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll take a break. Hi, this is Rhett Rasmussen of BestHotGrill.com. We make the Solaire Infrared Grills, those amazing gas grills that heat up to over 1,000 degrees in just three minutes to provide professional chef quality performance in your own backyard. Now, you won't find them in the big box stores. Solaire is sold only by the finest specialty retailers who recognize Solaire as the only real hot, fast grill. If you live in an area without a Solaire dealer, Solaire has the demo program where you can try a mini version of a full-size grill in your own backyard, grilling the foods you love. It's made with the same design, materials, components, and performance of the big Solaires, but in a size Solaire can easily ship to you. Try before you buy so you'll know firsthand why Solaire is the last grill you'll ever purchase. Learn more about the demo program and these fantastic USA-made grills at BestHotGrill.com. That's BestHotGrill.com. BestHotGrill.com. From the moment you met, it's as if you were custom-made for each other. Why should your jewelry be any different? Trinity Jewelers is the area's premier designer of custom jewelry that celebrates life's closest relationships, from breathing new life into a family heirloom to crafting a -a one-of-a-kind original out of nothing but imagination. Trinity's master craftsmen create affordable pieces that tell your own unique story. See how at trinityjewelers.com. Dana Gresh presents the True Girl Pajama Party Tour, a live stage event for tween girls and their moms. Through live worship, deep Bible teaching, a fashion show, and more, it's the most fun you and your daughter will ever have digging into God's truth together. The True Girl Pajama Party Tour with Dana Gresh, coming March 6th to Cornerstone Ministries in Murraysville, 6.30 to 9 p.m. Tickets on sale now at mytruegirl.com. Losing sleep over a stressful job or a bad boss? It's time to get to know Express Employment Professionals. More than half a million people find work with Express each year. Connect on the Express Jobs app or ExpressPros.com. I get this warm feeling every single time we have special needs patients in our office. Their needs are not that different from anybody else. Spending the time with that patient is very rewarding to me. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. See today's best faith-based and family-friendly movies all free of charge. March 13th through 15th, Word FM welcomes the Projecting Hope Film Festival to the Cinemark 18 at Pittsburgh Mills Mall. Presented by the Speakman Financial Group. See the best faith-focused films of 2019, plus the highly anticipated 2020 release, I Still Believe, the Jeremy Camp Story, plus exclusive advanced screenings of Selfie Dad starring Michael Jr. Visit ProjectingHopePGH.com for showtimes. National Cheese Doodle Day. Can't say it. Cheese doodle day happening now. I love a cheese doodle. I didn't know. Oh yeah. So growing up, like a, a treat for us, like a like a Friday night family treat. You and your six siblings. Right. The family and your parents and mm-hmm. your grandma well, and the dog. What was yeah. the dog, Mike? You know your favorite, our favorite dog that John had. Who's, who's Cindy? Cindy. <laughs> Dragging down the alley. 
Poor Cindy. That's, a, that's another story for another time. We can't time. talk about Cindy right now. Okay. So, you know, like on a Friday or a Saturday night special, <laughs> like on a Saturday night, we were watching, everyone sitting around watching Lawrence Welk. Yeah. Oh, and Hee Yep. We pull out a bag of chips and a bag of pretzels. You know, we had little special bowls okay, for those. Okay, right. But then when company came over, you knew company was coming because you got a bag of cheese curls as well. And man... There was nothing more special than a bag of cheese curls. You thought, wow, oh, Jax is here, and so I we're good to go. I got a cheese curl. I got little <laughs> cheese stuff on my fingertips. I got it made. Wow. So I like a cheese curl. Do you like the puffed ones, or do you like the little skinny ones? Both. A okay. Cheetos. Cheetos is like the high-end cheese curl. I don't okay. mind the puffed one. Mike, Mike, you like a cheese curl? One of my favorite snacks. What? There you oh, go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mike. I, do you like the puffed ones? or this? I like the puffed ones better. Okay. You do. I, like I, it. I think I like the Cheetos better than the puffed ones. But the Cheetos are puffed. They can be both. They can be both. Yeah, yeah. How about the white cheddar ones? I particularly like oh, those. Oh, those are good, what? too. Well, They're gluten-free. I never had They're gluten-free. Listen to me. I love them. They are very delicious. They have a, a very satisfying crunch. Really? All right. Happy Cheese Doodle Day, everybody. We salute have you, Cheese tonight. Doodles. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.